With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Excited to be doing this show with Monty A. Melnick and my co-host Spencer Drake. Um, we are talking about Monty A. Melnick's uh, adventures along the road touring with the Ramones, and also about his new release, "On the Road with the Ramones" bonus edition. And this is a book. Um, uh, there is a link in the description of the show. You can go ahead and you can click on that, and that'll take you right to the show page. And uh, right to the book. 
And today we're going to be talking to Monty A. Melnick about his book, the reissuance of the book with the new bonus material, and quite a few other things that um, you know we want to maybe get out there. We've been doing a lot of shows. We've done shows with Monty before, and this is really exciting. We always love having Monty back. So I'm going to bring uh, Spencer Drake, my co-host, into the studio, and also Monty. Let me bring him into the studio, too. Hey, guys. Hey, hey Holly. Hello. Oh. <laughs> hey, let's go. No. Let's start it up here. I love that song. That's like my life, great that song. song. Great song. It is. It was a great song to open up with, touring, 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 because that goes along with really what your book is all about and also about what you did with the Ramones for a long time, and uh, nobody years. else better. Yeah. So I wanted to let everyone know, if you want to listen to this show, it will be available as a podcast afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And it is also on a lot of other uh, platforms you can download. So I just want to let everyone know that if you're listening live, we're going to be taking calls um, after, oh, probably about 25, 30 minutes, uh, 347-677-1036. But in the meantime, let's get right into it. Um, Spence, you got to uh, yeah. let's start this off with uh, you and Monty, how you two met, and, um, and then we'll talk a little bit about Monty's book and stuff like that. And Rishi went well, to this, both yeah, this or the new Monty. book. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Holly's been, I mean, Holly, well, of course, you're a longtime friend, and Monty's been a friend of mine for years. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, uh, Monty, I met, you know, it's funny, Monty, I don't think you knew this. When I was in John Gillespie's office, I think he'd come in like once uh, so often, but I didn't know who you were. You know, it's like uh-huh. I saw this guy with a mustache. I didn't know who he was. And later, uh, we eventually uh, connected, but... Um, but uh, Monty is an amazing person, and uh, and, and the, the, the thing you've got to bring out in the book, which which uh, the extra edition, is the fact that he's got this um, uh, oh, the, the the album cover uh, progression of the Ramones, all the album covers that was you know kind of similar to the very cool the, the Ramones show in Queens, which I think was really important to put in the book, and of course he gave me credit, which is very nice for End of the Century and Road to Ruin albums that I worked on. But, but I thought that was very important to, to that information. And Monty put other things in under each album cover, important information. Uh, but Monty will talk about that, you know. Well, I just yeah, want to say it's great. Yeah, so Monty. Back with, oh, great to be back here with Holly, you, Holly, and Spencer. Uh, this is like yeah. the third or fourth time I've been on the show here, but so it's really nice. We love you. Oh, good. We love we you. We love man. you. Oh, wow. <laughs> all this love is coming, washing so, all over. <laughs> Monty, why don't you do me a favor, um, just for listeners that are listening that may not know who you are, but they're familiar with the Ramones and stuff. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then um, how you played such an important role in the life of the Ramones and continue on um, really being a very important part of the history and and the current things that are going on, like, you know, exhibits, art exhibits, and 
all your really cool stuff that you have collected over the years and everything that you and I talked about. Let's talk a little bit about you. Well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I put a book out. I mean, I list, you know, it's everything from the beginning to ends in the book. Actually, well, you know, I grew up with Tommy Ramone. I went to junior high school with Tommy and high school with Tommy. I was in bands with Tommy well before the Ramones. That's how I got involved uh, with uh, Tommy and the Ramones because Tommy and I opened up a recording rehearsal studio called Performance Studios, and he had his um, one of his projects was the Ramones, and I had my own projects, and uh, that's how I got involved with the Ramones. But I I grew up with Tommy, Forest Hills. Oh wow. That's amazing. Yeah, but it's such a long story. I mean, I was with 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 the group for over twenty years, over two thousand two hundred shows. So, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stuff there. I could take the next hour and talk about it, but uh, we have to be more specific. So, let's be more. Oh specific. no, no, we can we can talk about anything <laughs> hey, really. Holly, you know what I want to ask Monty? Yeah. Monty, I, I yeah. think one of the most important shows is probably the last show in L.A. Right? I mean, what was that like? The last show that they did. What did that feel like? Well, it was crazy. I didn't think they were going to stop at the time, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, Johnny had moved out to L.A., so that's why we did the last show out there. Otherwise, it should have been in New York, really. Uh, mm-hmm. And they got they had a lot of uh, special guests, you know, Eddie Vedder, Henry Rollins, uh, wow. the Rancid guys, Tim, and they all came mm-hmm. in and uh, did a little um, songs with the remote. Then actually, Didi came in and did a song. He was in L.A. at the time, oh, so wow. it was. It was. I didn't think they would break. You know, I didn't think they would uh, really stop it at that time. But uh, that's it. It happened. You know. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's you know. There's uh, a, a, a video on there. You can watch a video of the uh, whole show. It's pretty interesting. Oh, cool. Okay. Where would where would they find that video? Uh, you know? I'm not sure. <laughs> also, Lemmy from Motorhead. Oh, came I'll, on. I'll find it out. I'm yeah. gonna look it up as we're talking. Yeah. yeah. Lemmy Sorry about there. my voice, he sir. Did that great. I mean, Lemmy did, was did that great. He wrote that great song, R A M O N E S. That's an amazing song, you know. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did that uh, with. You uh, know. Agent did that song. Mm-hmm. You know what I wanted to ask you is about something that we talked about on one of our interviews that really, really was cute. It was how you were telling me how you guys used to, when you first started out, you were wearing platform heels and stuff like that. Well, <laughs> Your that band, when you were... The band came from <laughs> the, the transition between glam rock and punk rock. It was a, So uh-huh. uh, I was in a band called Butch with Tommy Ramone and Jeff Salen, who was uh, in Tough Darts. Remember Tough Darts? And yeah. Marie and all that. I was in a band with called Tough to, uh, to Butch with Tommy and and Jeff, and that was uh, if you did look in the book, there's a picture of me and Tommy wearing like platform heels and suspenders and like satin pants. Actually, the first couple of shots of the uh, Ramones on stage in CBGBs early, early on, Johnny's like wearing like leopard skin pants and stuff like that. He was like transitioning from <laughs> from the glam rock days because we used to go watch Coda uh, shows and see Slade and stuff. That was our, you know, that was our heroes at the time, you know. Mm. Wow. I found the video. It's right. on YouTube. Someone has yeah. it. It's in three parts oh. and it says uh, 
everything was released on VHS recorded on August 6, 1996 in the Hollywood Palace. Right. Okay. Wow. It was originally yeah, and, uh, live, but they something happened there, and we had to move it to the Hollywood Palace. I, I want to bring up something. Mm-hmm. We're talking about live. Um, what's coming out, I just saw, is a new... Uh, I worked on um, It's Alive album cover. And, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. You, you worked on that album, Spencer? Really? I... <laughs> oh, okay. Stop I it. I left you guys. About this. I don't oh. mention it enough, but I, I just wanted to say my that, sorry. I'm that, sorry. that live recording in London is spectacular, and apparently they're putting out uh, what I hear is, is that right, Monty, four of the concerts? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been releasing box sets of all the albums. The first album, second album, third album, then now this one. Uh, They're just gradually going through all the albums and doing box sets and uh, putting all the extra material in and stuff. Yeah, this the last one is is this uh, great concert, one of the best, one of the best concerts they've ever played. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, at that concert, I was doing sound that time. I was a sound man there. Yeah, you were sound, right? Yeah, at the time. That's how I started with Ramones. I was doing sound for them. Wow. See, this that, is what, what what I want to let our listeners know is basically like how – so you started in the band playing. You went to school with Tommy, which, by the way, we have um, – if you go into the archives, uh, Spencer and myself and um, I believe Monty were on the show too. It was one of Tommy's last shows that he did um, on the air. Um, that we have, that we're so we're so privileged and so honored to have. And yeah. I wanted to uh, thank Spencer for bringing Monty on today again, because um, it's really important that we keep in touch, you know, with everything. And it's not like we don't talk, but we want to let the public know as well what's going on. So, Monty, I want to ask you a really quick question: What made you decide to add this bonus? material to this newest release that you put out and um and uh you can get it on the amazon guys uh the link is on the show page but let's talk a little bit about that what what prompted you to do that and well, a little the book bit came about out late uh, 2003 yeah. 2004 initially mm-hmm. and over the years i've put mm-hmm. out uh three different editions because things between 2004, 2003, and and now, you know, things happen in the Ramones world, you know? Yeah. So uh, each edition I put out, there's different things happening, you know, people dying, people think things happening in the Ramones world. So this is the last edition that I felt I'd had to, like, update it and put some more information mm-hmm. in that I left out in the first editions. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, it's a, um, it's a you book. were... It's a... Yeah. And I wanted to say Monty was a very integral part of providing um, memorabilia, which we can talk a little bit about, too, as well, for the Queen's show and also for the Grammy Museum show that they had in L.A. Um, Why don't we talk a little bit about all the things that you have and and where people can uh, find you soon? I know, and and you're going to be doing that again. So well, I have a, most of my stuff. I've had like 14 different auctions already. I got maybe wow. one or two small mm-hmm. ones left. But uh, yeah, at the time, uh, the Queens Museum approached uh, Mark uh, Miller, uh, uh, Mark, and Arturo and myself uh, to do mm-hmm. 
show there. And uh, he put it together. Mark curated it. And uh, there was over like 400, uh, you know, he, he got a lot of other people with uh, stuff that had Ramon stuff. I, I, I contributed about 170 uh, of my personal items in the show. Wow. It was like different items. And then it went from the Queens to L.A. at the Grammy Museum mm-hmm. in L.A. And, uh, and all that stuff that they were originally supposed to uh, tour the whole world with that, like the Bowie exhibit went around the world. But uh, the internal things of the Ramones, the problems and in the internal problems of the Ramones kind of stopped that. So I got all my stuff back and I put it up on auction. It's kind of right. like my pension from the Ramones, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I made up the auction. Yeah, <laughs> And they didn't give me a pension, so this is my pension from the Ramones, you know. <laughs> That's the, you got to be a hoarder. Luckily, I, I saved all the stuff in my room here, so one of my rooms That's here, so, so cool. I had it there, you know. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew it was going to be so valuable, you know? No, yeah, and true. that's what I it's wanted true. to talk about, and I know Spencer agrees with me on this. The Ramones, yeah. it's a lifestyle. It's really a lifestyle, and really, this is like almost like with the Beatles. It's like you hear the Ramones, you hear, and I don't want to compare the two, but what I'm saying is it's like that. You say the Ramones and you can you automatically pretty much know. They're, I mean, even down to the younger generation. Um, to brand new babies being born whose parents um, love the Ramones and are wearing little onesies with the Ramones logo on the front. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of that with kids, um, and younger adults, and then getting into the whole lifestyle. It's something that stays with people, like, you know, um, the the Chuck, you know, shoes, and then, of course, obviously, um, the whole the whole culture is completely different. So I wanted to ask you, how, how did that, how did you see that evolving when you first started playing and managing or working with the Ramones? And doing all the different things and doing sound, how did you see that progressing into what it is today? Well, to tell you the truth, it's a it's a long process. We're talking about twenty two, twenty twenty something years. So, mm-hmm. when you're doing it all those times, you don't really notice it. What I know is now is how big they are. I mean, they do mention yeah. the Ramones, Stones, and Beatles, you know, in one sentence and one breath, yep. which right. is right. incredible, you know, for, right. for me. It is. Uh, and my, my, uh, the Ramones now are so much bigger than when I was working for them. I'll say this, this is the thousand and tenth time I'll say this. If the Ramones were this big when I was working for them, I would have gotten a big raise. Right. <laughs> Huge now. It's amazing. Maybe they were this yeah. big when I was working for them. It would have been great. Unfortunately, you know, the, they, they're passed away and they don't see this, this incredible uh, legacy, you know. Well, well, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I speak to every so often to, to Seymour Stein, and uh, one thing happened where uh, John Holmstrom and I got a Ramones poster in the MoMA permanent collection. It's also in, a, by the way, a punk show at the Med Museum. Oh right yeah, now. the map. The yeah, map. but but, yeah. What happened, uh, but but what happened was I told when it got in the MoMA Museum years ago, I told Seymour. Seymour flipped out, so he sends me this incredible email, and this is what got me, Monty. He said. Spencer, you were one of the few people that believed in the Ramones. So it goes to tell you, right, Monty, that in the beginning, there was a lot of fighting going on. I'm sure with the record label, with Seymour, they probably didn't believe in them. And, and right, Road to Ruin didn't sell that much, right? And then, you know you know what I'm saying? 
That was Seymour. Seymour was always behind the Ramones from the That's beginning right. he was. to the end. That's exactly right. He's got a great book out, by the way. You should, yeah. Everybody should get it out. His book is terrific. Siren Song. Mm-hmm. It's Siren Song. Yeah, it's a great book. Mm-hmm. Right, but, yeah. But, um, but that is a story, Monty, the beginning, right? Wasn't it a fight, a battle? I mean, you know about this in the beginning. Where the group going around with them wasn't exactly easy, right? Battle between what? what? What are you talking about exactly, Spencer? Well, I mean, in the beginning, they weren't like, uh, I don't know, with the label, uh, the way Seymour They weren't well-received. Exactly. Well, the, in other words, was, they I weren't mean, like the norm. Sire was always behind the Ramones, and Seymour was always behind the Ramones. Mm-hmm. Of course, That's you know, right. Seymour and Linda, well, Linda right. Stein and all that. So there right. was always a big, uh, you know, the Ramones were always very well Treated in, with with Sire Records. The problem was the radio and the, and the American radio yeah, didn't right. uh, kind of ignore the Ramones. That's where they got hurt. Yeah. I mean, overseas, I, I, when I, did they start getting airplay? So there initially. Yeah, when you know? they got to the end of the century, I remember there was a talk mm-hmm. of they wanted to make them look more, in quotes, commercial, unquote. So there was a thing about the T-shirt look. You know, everything changed. Like no leather jackets on the front cover, right, Monty? Well, that was <laughs> that was crazy. That that one that's one time. That's a story. That's a story, yeah. right? The whole right. album was a story because the Phil Spector battles too, right? That was a whole other story, right? That went along with it. Well, that yeah, that's a whole other thing about Phil Spector. The problem, you see, what the Ramones over the years tried to do is get. A hit on the radio. So if you notice over the different albums they put out, they kept kept on changing producers. They went from That's you know right. Phil Spector, right. Graham Goulman, come on, Ten CCs, uh, John Beauvoir, uh, Cordell, uh, right. and then they went back to you know Stasium and Tommy and stuff. You know they're always trying to get the hit on the radio here in the states. Yeah. Which the the yeah. damn radio here wouldn't play them. You know. I right. mean, if they did, they would have been. Now they are. The other day, I'm riding my car. I'm on like a 101, <laughs> the, 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 the hit, the uh, oldies, classic oldies station, and the Ramones are playing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unbelievable, sure. you know? <laughs> no, that's very true. Getting the airplay was really important, I think, for them. You know, sure. with your years that you knew them personally and have and knew and went to school with. Tommy and and just saw how it evolved and all the different people that played the different parts in the whole Ramones family. Um, do you have any stories you'd like to share with our listeners? Because I know that we've shared a lot before. I remember one specific one about a library, something happening in the New York library, but I can't remember the whole story on that one. But do you have any stories you want to share with our listeners with your time on the road with the Ramones? That uh, you got me on the, the library one. I'm not sure what you're talking about. No, I mean, <laughs> there's so many I years. Think that was a Richie, I think that was a Richie story that yeah, he told maybe a Richie about story. the library. The yeah. thing is, I mean, there's so many years and stories. Between, you know, that right now I'm the only one alive that was with the Ramones from the beginning to end. Arturo was me and Arturo. Arturo and I. But grammatically correct, um, were the only ones alive from the beginning to end, and now Poro Toro's gone. And now it's just me. I was I'm the only one here that was there from the beginning of the Ramones to the end of the Ramones, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all the way through. So that's why my book is like uh, different than all the other books out there. You know? And and the thing about the book is for me it's like it's filled with all these quotes from different people like Chris Stein and I, uh, Vera and. Uh, 
I don't know, everybody for Rick Johnson, who I know. Yeah, I try to do a little oral oral history in there. Yeah, and I think that's very important that people should know uh, that you've got tons of stories in there that nobody knows about. I mean, that that is the big thing. It's a great book. Also, the the original uh, publisher let me put in a lot of uh, pictures and posters and tour passes. There's over 300 images in the book, you know. That's why mm-hmm. I wanted to get it out again because it was just recently, before I got this book out, it was just an e-book, and they, they stripped it down. It was horrible. So I finally got it back out on and print again, you know. Because mm-hmm. it, it's got to be picked up and looked at. So they're looking, you know, you know, e-books are fine if it's like text, 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 a couple of pictures in the middle, text, text, right. text. But my book is like... It's a coffee table book. You want to pick it up and look through it. There's pictures and stuff in there, a lot of graphic and stuff in there, you know? Mm -hmm. Very true. You know what I wanted to maybe um, ask you, if you could maybe possibly do this for our listeners? I think that a lot of people want to hear a little bit about the Ramones and, uh, you know, more a little bit about them as as individuals. Um, You, when you were with them and touring with them and, on the road with them and all that. Um, I know that you played a lot of different parts to a lot of different, uh, each member. Each member probably you were just a different part of their lives. And um, you know that I, I know we talked so, about some Dee Dee stories and Tommy's stories before in the past. Um, you know, what was it like just like being on the road with them when they first started out, when they first started getting played, when you saw that they were just starting to get really known and popular and stuff like that, how how were their personalities, you know, going along with Over the that? years that they've changed. You know, I, I I work with eight different Ramones. It was just not four, mm-hmm. eight. There were eight different Ramones on right. there. Right, right. So mm-hmm. that's a vast number of different people. On top of that, there was the crazy Ramones. I had to deal with the crazy crews, too. So <laughs> mm-hmm. being a tour manager or a road manager initially, uh, it's, a, it's a very intense job. It, 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 it really accomplishes, accomplishes a lot of different areas, you know. It's a lot yeah. of different work in mm-hmm. there. So it's a lot, you know, it's, it's I, very I heavy stuff. I thought I always thought that uh, I mean I worked with like uh, Joan Jett on a number of albums and like Elliot Salzman was the road manager and I go in the office Monty and he'd be yelled at or something went wrong and he had to get everything but you had to get everything together every day I mean and a tour all the tour the people don't realize you had to get the rooms together right you got to get the equipment together you got to get uh, everything together the group and and get the group right cohesive that's the other thing you've got to make them be able to work together. And dealing with different personalities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, different yeah, personalities. Yeah, very diplomatic, very diplomatic. I mean, that's yep, the whole thing. Yep. Also, mm-hmm. that I let them take it out on me instead of themselves. That's another thing that's what happens. that yeah. tour managers and road managers got to realize. I mean, let them take the practical jokes out on you instead of them because they would end up, like, killing each other. But, them, you know, they did a lot of practical jokes on me, which is fine. You know, that's all part of the deal, you know. Yeah, right. That's kind right. of the pressure, relieve the pressure, you know. But, you know, Monty, well, I always I... thought that was the hardest job in the music business, being a road manager. I really mm-hmm. I thought that was the hardest job in the music business. Well, it's one of them. There's a lot of You're having job. to deal with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got to you um, know, you gotta deal with each different personality. And believe me, there's a lot of different personalities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you tell us um, a couple of stories? 
stories. You have any stories? Uh, yeah, we want to hear a little you bit. You got to be more specific. I mean, something. we're talking about twenty years here. I mean, well, why? let's talk. Let's talk about Tommy and you going to school, and then start. How did you guys yep. decide to start a band? Well, let's talk about well, that. I met Tommy in junior high school, and we were in chorus together. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. then we went to high school together, and then he he was always into music. I was. Not into music at the time. I was uh, actually I got my a letter in high school. Uh, from, you know what sports team I was on in high school? What? Golf. Really? I Football. got my letter in, <laughs> in high school in golf. I like to tell that story. People say, "Oh, well, I say, I got a letter in high school. What is it? Football?" Really? No. So you know, I was I was in That's golf, cool. and he was in. He was on to music, and I, we would, uh, I was on bowling clubs together with him. And then he decided to, he was always playing music. I saw him in the Tangerine Puppets in 1966 in a Farsals High School talent show. And Johnny was playing bass mm-hmm. guitar in this group called the Tangerine Puppets. There's a picture of them in my book. And it was early on. I saw I was up in the balcony watching them play music. It was incredible. And I was always friendly with Tommy, and Tommy just uh, started to say, hey, why don't you pick up the bass and start playing music? And uh, I, I picked it up, and I was pretty natural. I picked it up pretty fast, and then we st- I got into a couple of groups with him initially, you know? Wow. You got wow, that's music. so cool. That's, I, I got it. There's a, there's Out a go- from, the, from the golf course to the music to the studio. <laughs> right. that's, exactly. That's what it was. But you know, in the book, there's some there's some great stories. I I remember reading something like uh, you would tell about like Johnny, how Tina Weymouth. There was something about a guitar or something that a fight over a guitar. That's when we were talking. We were touring with the Talking Heads in 1977 with a big uh, European tour with them, and we had we were all together in one bus. It wasn't really a tour bus. It kind of like it looked like a school bus or something. So they would sit in the front. We would sit in the back and. Johnny wasn't very friendly at all, and uh, at one time uh, at, during a sound check, Johnny was tell, yelling at the guitar roadie, "Give me the guitar!" And then Tina would say, "Well, you want you do it yourself, you know." And Johnny <laughs> didn't like that, you know, oh, so God. he didn't get along with her very well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good tour with them, 1977, uh, European tour, Talking Hands. They opened yeah, and up. You, and you also told uh, a, a very warm story how uh, Vera met Didi at a bar, and they were, they were served the same Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Let's talk and, about and, Didi and, a little and bit. And how she kept him together. How I think that story is in Vera's book. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Because yeah. we love Vera. the same drink or something. Vera, if you're that listening, was, call in. Vera. Yeah, Vera, Vera where Vera. are you? <laughs> she she may she's got a lot going on in her life right now, so she may yeah, not she does, be yeah. able yeah. to call was, in. But we yeah. want her. It was Max's Kansas City they met, and they were drinking the same type of drink or something. That was a, that was her story. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I remember. Well, um, you know what about dealing with Joey? Because that I mean, what's really crazy is you talk about how. Then they weren't known, and now here you two doing a whole story, a whole song on a, you know, the Ramones. No, the it legacy so of the funny. Ramones. I mean, people ask me, what's the legacy? I think the legacy of the Ramones. They were mm-hmm. kind of like the Johnny Appleseed of punk music. They initially went mm-hmm. out and played all these small cities and around the world these small clubs, and kids saw them mm-hmm. and saw that they could, you know, they weren't. Something radical. You don't have to be an amazing musician to to do what they were Ramones were doing. All these 
kids saw that and they started bands. Metallica, mm-hmm. Pearl Jam, right. Soundgarden, yeah. uh, the U2. And they all credited the Ramones for yeah. mm-hmm. inspiring them. That's the legacy of the Ramones. The Ramones inspired all this, all these groups to start groups. You know? and, and by yeah. the way, you bring that out in the book. You you mention this with some of the tours and and the, and the groups. You know, in your book, which I think is phenomenal. Um, you know, uh, which is really what you're talking about right now. It's mentioned in the book too. I think yeah, it's then, really important that we realize that the Ramones really influenced and are still influencing culture as we speak. And with the current Ramones tours that are going on um, with not the some of the original members we're talking about people that are carrying on the legacy um, I noticed that a lot of those shows are very small they still attract the same type of uh, culture and the culture well, still stays the same people really love it because it's so it's it's free it's true um, you know I notice they play a lot in Europe now you guys Played a lot in. Did you play very much in Europe? Did you travel a lot to Europe? Of then? Yeah, Argentina. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to look in the back of my book. I list in every Ger- single show they ever played. In South America. I, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Was a really the big the big thing play. about the Ramones, they, they, since they didn't sell a lot of albums, they their their meat was the touring. It was touring. That's, they, right. that's where they 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 mm-hmm. made their living. You know, and merchandise, yeah. selling merchandise during touring. Just getting back to the. Uh, Thing about the legacy that that song the U2 the miracle of Joe Ramone having that yeah on I love that song album that's incredible U2 you know it is mm-hmm. right of course yeah and it's a great right. song too mm-hmm. I want I want to bring up something great that's pop. in the book of course we know the relationships but then you had the and you, Monty you're in the middle of this with Joey Johnny and Linda okay and Joey's going out with Linda right and then Johnny da 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 now how did that I can't, you know, it gets me how you had all this, they're, they're living close quarters, the, and the, the romantic relationships are going crazy here, and yet they're able to play together. That always got me, you know, Monty? How, well, that's an old rock and roll story. That's, you know, a lot of the groups, I mean, are Clapton and whoever is going out well, with That's right, Clapton too, right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's, that's an old story with groups, you know, when they're bringing girlfriends and whatever. That yeah. happened. That happened here, on, you know. Uh, so... There's nothing really new about that. that. That's just part of. But the thing about the Ramones was, I mean, Johnny and Joey. They, I mean, they realized what they were doing musically, and mm-hmm. being on stage is more important than fighting right. each other and breaking up. Right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because exactly coming right. from my uh, perspective, being a musician, and going out on stage and playing in front of an audience and getting that feedback, it's like a drug. That's why, right. like, a, musicians mm-hmm. they come off stage. Want to keep that high, and they, you know, they drink and they take drugs to keep that guy going. It's an amazing high. I mean, I was on stage. I know what it's like, and it's an amazing high coming in, going in front of an audience and get that feedback. You know, that love. Right. As long as you're doing it right, you know. <laughs> but uh, so that's what they they realized, and they kept on writing good songs, and they kept on realizing they can make some money. Um, uh, putting out albums and staying and touring, so they realized why break it up, you know. So they exactly. just kind of avoided being social, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I Clem think that's Burke really played, important. Clem Burke played drums for the Clem Burke. Yeah, he was in uh, he was in Ramones for two two shows. That's Elvis. Mm-hmm. They called him Elvis mm-hmm. Ramone. 
He's one of the eight Ramones. There's eight Ramones. He's one of the eight. I wanted to get I wanted to get it's into right. the movie that they they did Rock and Roll High School. Oh yeah, right. that uh, you know that yeah. video and stuff yep. that was kind of cool. Like a, like a yep. classic uh, yeah. movie. Yeah. Absolutely. You saw my part in the movie, right? I did. You were All there right. for the whole <laughs> whole part of it. <laughs> yeah. I kind of played it like the promoter of the gig. I, uh, when they pull up and they're singing, I just want to have something to do in their pink Cadillac. I oh, come by out, the way, I, you have a nice picture uh-huh. of you with the director in the book, Monty. Nice picture of you with the director. Yeah, yeah, with book. Alan. Uh, Alan is great. Arkish. Yeah, nice great you know, you know what I really think. You know what I really thought was really important was the fact that they are in. They've won awards now. Um, mm. You know, even more so in the Lifetime Achievement mm. Awards and the Long Island Music Hall of Fame and. Yeah, that's why I wanted to put in a book. I wanted to get all induction. the awards in there and stuff. You know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Right. One of a couple of pages in the book there. Yeah. So Library of Congress. My question. So my recording question. Library of uh, Recording Congress. There, 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 oh there. no, I know. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, like, for you personally, since you really are the only one really left with everything here, really looking at it straight on. How does it feel now to see how it progressed? Like, besides just the book being reissued and and with the bonus edition on it. Um, how does it feel for you to see now how much they've evolved and how much it has become such a cult thing type thing? Well, it's very satisfying. It's a, it's amazing thing to mm-hmm. see how far they've come along. And as I said before, people say stones, Ramones, Beatles, you know, they're the same sentence, you know. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. i got to say, the three, this, Tom, um, Richie Ramones out there playing, Marky Ramones out there playing, and CJ Ramones out there playing. They're all these the three bands out there continuing to, legacy. you know, continue Ramones' uh, legacy out there, which is great. Right. They're all doing, mm-hmm. all doing great stuff, you know. That's really great too. You know what I mean? It keeps the whole thing on the tradition. Yeah. And what's really cool, I thought about the touring that is going on with the extended members, is that. They're touring in places that the Ramones had played before. Um, when it was the Ramones, the original Ramones, they're playing in a lot, a lot of European dates, which is really cool. Well, and yeah, I know Richie's that, doing. Gone, I mean, not only that, they've gone to places where I wish I, the Ramones had gone to. I mean, India and Moscow and all that. Uh, I think it was a little mm-hmm. difficult at the time for the Ramones to play uh, Russia with a, a record called Rocket to Russia. Showing the missile going into the Russia, you know that was a, we never would have made it in those days. But that that you know that Marky and CJ uh, play. I think Richie also they all played Russia, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just too crazy. Um, now, when you and and Tommy first started out with this band and then the other members came. How were you there when the other members joined and how did they find them? What how do you did know they about know the, how the Ramones got together? Well, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, no, as I said, I got together. Well, I got together with Tommy in performance studios. Uh, My cousin was doing locksmithing, and he uh, was putting in some locks in a loft on 20th Street Mm -hmm. between Broadway and Park Avenue, not far from Maxis, Kansas City. And the woman there said, Mm -hmm. "I got this loft. Uh, I want to make it a recording rehearsal studio. Do you know anybody?" And so my cousin recommended me. I brought Tommy in, and we designed the place. Built the place, practically hand-built the place, and then started managing the place. And at the time, we were we got our own projects because we were managing, but we got uh, we were able to bring in our own projects. I had my own bands at the time, and Tommy at that time was just going to manage the Ramones. It was with a three-piece group: it was Joey on drums, Johnny on guitar, and Dee Dee singing and playing bass. That's how the Ramones started in performance studios. That's where I first saw them. Now, Didi was having trouble singing and playing bass, and he, Tommy was producing them and managing them. He said, well, you know, Joey's got a great voice. Let's pull him off drums and put him in the front, and they started looking for drummers. But at the time, they were so raw. I mean, the Ramones are very – I mean, you've got to see this. I'm sure you saw some of the early shows from CBGBs of the Ramones. They stop and start, and they start fighting, and, they, you know, they really progressed from the, a lot from the beginning to you know, where they ended up. So Tommy, they, nobody could understand how, what uh, what to play the drummers. So he 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 was a great musician. He wasn't a drummer. He, he was a guitar player basically, and he sat down and played drums to try to show the drummers what to do. But nobody could understand, so they asked him to join the group. That's how I got involved with them. Then they started doing pr- um, showcases in the studio there, and I was doing sound for them. They they do a showcase. They put out flyers. And they bring people in, like and record companies and stuff, and then they do the sound for them. That's how I got involved with the Ramones. Oh, that's so cool. That's a great idea. Uh, there's an interesting great. story uh, in the book, because there's tons of them, but one of them is what really intrigued me is Ed Stasium. That uh, at one point Ed was asked to be in the group. Danny uh, Fields asked him and Linda, but he said he didn't want to do it. Monty. Yeah, yeah, he was great. I mean, Ed was a great producer, and he was also a terrific guitar player, so he always. Yeah. Yeah. He's put a lot of different uh, guitar licks in, over the years in the, in the albums, uncredited. And he's involved in the He's involved in doing all the reissues on the, these box sets, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah oh, could, how could, cool could, is that, that? Yeah, that's really good. Uh, that's Ed, really, really Ed cool. Ed had a lot to do with, uh, in the book, so people know, he tells a lot of stories about the It's Alive concert and Road to Ruin, the progression, the different albums, which is very interesting. Actually. Yeah, him and Tommy, they were there from the beginning and worked a lot very closely as producers on a lot of the Ramones albums. Well, yeah, well. Great guy. You know, yep. I hope to see you him know again. what I'm I wanted to bring up? In August uh, 11th, there's a Johnny Ramone tribute. I'll be out there for that. Yeah, right in L.A., right? That's so uh, cool. Yeah. i got to get back Howie. to you on that one. Yep. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Holly, I wanted. Go. I know, you know what I, you know what I wanted to um, bring up was Arturo and the logo. Um, let's talk about that logo because I remember you were around for that when they decided on the logo and the presidential seal and stuff. Well, initially they made backdrops with just the name Ramones on it. I, I talk about this in my book. That's one one of my chapters and how it evolved. And then they were in Washington D.C. and Arturo saw the presidential seal and the presidential, the great seal of the United States, and he said, "This is interesting." 
Of course, being a Mexican, he, the Mexican flag has the eagle. He was always into eagles. He had an eagle belt buckle and stuff, which is on the back cover of the first album. If you notice, the uh, there's a cover, uh, there's a picture of a belt buckle. That's Arturo, Arturo's mm-hmm. belt. That's right. That's right. So he was he saw that and they developed the, the whole logo thing. I mean, it's in my book. I talk about how he took the different details of the. Mm-hmm. You know the arrows and changed them and this and that and how he changed the logo and to, to make yep. the look the Ramones logo and that it took off. You know, right. yeah, it's iconic. It's, it's definitely an iconic it was, image. He was always into the Ramones. I mean, I I have a picture of I talk about Arturo in the in the, uh, in the book of the new chapter there uh, and how how he was such a great he was into the Ramones so much. His back tattoo, there's a picture of him. He has a full back tattoo of mm-hmm. that logo. I mean, full mm-hmm. back. His whole full back is the back, is a tattoo of the Ramones logo. That's how dedicated he was. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that I didn't get that dedicated that far, but <laughs> he did. <laughs> well, uh, I got to tell you there something. There are some Hope. amazing pictures. Yeah. Holly, I got to tell you something. We're having Kurt Hopi on our show. Why well, I'm bringing his name up because he had a show down at Howell Gallery. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. in that show, uh, photographs of Arturo Vega with the tattoos, Monty, in the show, they're blown up pictures of him. Yeah, there's a picture in my book I put it in, too. Yeah, 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 that's right. You know, you know who else took a lot of pictures of Arturo and has a lot of Arturo's photographs is Keith Green, the photographer. Oh, Keith's great. Um, that's right. Um, Keith Green has, Keith is yeah. amazing, and I want to really give him a props because – he, um, you know, when we did when we did a show with Keith, um, we talked a lot about Arturo because he actually um, stayed in with Arturo for a while and photographed a lot of his work. And uh, he was thinking about doing his own show with some of the, you know, photographs that he has. And uh, Keith, um, I implore anyone to look up Keith Green's stuff. Yeah, it's really yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, I mentioned uh, that that Keith was in the Queens Museum show. I'm sorry, what were you Uh, saying, Monty? I mean, I wish he put out a book. I wish he put out a book already. He's going to. Yeah, he's a great shot of me uh, with me holding the Unisphere, which is really Yeah, he is going to be doing something, and I know that I've talked to him, you know, on and off, and... uh, I told him about the show today, and I know that he was really, you know, excited to hear about you continuing on with this book and the bonus edition and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think he's doing a book, and I know that he's going to be doing some shows, and I really like his photography, the other stuff that he does too. But the the Ramon years and the Arturo Vega stuff that he has is really kind of iconic along with, you know, there are a lot of other people that did a lot of photography, you know, with the Ramones, too. Very different work. But I know that Keith worked a lot with Arturo. Um, yeah. I, so he's got a whole I, I, I saw, set of Holly, He's also in the Queens Museum show, which we uh, yeah. know. And, and he was part of that. He's a great, he, I really agree, he's a great photographer. Uh, I should mm-hmm. mention Roberta I love Bailey. Keith. Because Roberta Bailey did the uh, first Ramones cover. Uh, that's a classic. The first album, the album cover, right with the white type, Monty. That's a classic yep. album cover. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Which was taken initially for the <laughs> punk magazine, uh, the picture, but they didn't want to use that's it, right. and then the Ramones yep. said, "Well, let's use it for the cover." Yep, that's a great. Wow. Photograph. 
That's a great phone. Oh, hold on. I see that I would need to extend the show. Hold on a second. I'm just going to extend it a little bit, Monty, if you have a little extra time. Hold on a second. I didn't realize it was my my thing. So, you know, what I wanted to ask you really quickly about the cover on your On the Road with the Ramones bonus edition. Ah. I want to let everyone know you tuned in late. Holmstrom. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the thing is, when I started doing the book... I was I was said what the uh-huh. heck am I going to put on the cover? I mean, usually a mm-hmm. book about a, a band has a picture of the cover on it, you know. But right. uh, there's eight different Ramones I work with, <laughs> you know. I didn't, you know. So I figured, what's what's a good thing to come up with? Hey, a cartoon of me in the van with all eight different Ramones, and who better That's do a cartoon funny. than John Holmstrom? All right. We talked him into doing it. Yeah, that's great. Great cover. I love it. No, we love John. Um, we've had, I think, we've done one or two shows with John. Yeah, he had a book out. He has a punk book out, Holly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got it on the show. And he actually uh, redesigned the, uh, John, the, the the type on the on the on the cover there. To oh, he like, did. Uh, gradient from yellow to red and Ramones in red. He he redesigned that for me. Oh, really? That's nice. Oh, so how color, nice. Yeah. yeah, it goes along. He wanted with to get the, back to the original. Type the original font. Of course, when the mm. book went into the second or third edition, the publisher changed the font on the uh, on the roll with the Ramones to squeeze in really? like updated edition. And John said, "I don't like the way they did that. It's a little pissed off." Right. So finally, I got him to get back to the original font, and and he did this gradient, which is nice on the roll with the Ramones and Ramones in red is terrific. Oh yeah, it fits mm-hmm. together. It fits together. Now I wanted to part. say again. To anyone tuning in late, we have Monty A. Melnick on with us today on the roads with the Ramones, the bonus edition um, book. It is available on Amazon, and if you tuned in late, it will this show will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio On Demand. And uh, what I wanted to say to you, Monty, was um, with the book, when you did the bonus edition on it and you started having to pick out the material that you wanted to put in the book, how hard was that for you? I mean, did you did you get pretty much everything in that you really wanted to put in or is there are we going to look at another, oh, yeah, maybe another, another book? book or oh, yeah, 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 I pretty much else? got a lot of stuff that I did wanted to get in in this edition, that's, you know. That's good, yeah. That's uh, good, mm-hmm. wow. I was pretty happy. And we want to know what you're Good. currently working on right now besides getting this book out there. Well, I'm going to be going to L.A. to do the Johnny Ramone tribute. I'll be out there for that, which is terrific. Oh, great. If anybody has ever mm-hmm. been out there to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, Spencer, you've been out there? I have not. I'll be honest uh, What are you, with you waiting that? for? I know. I should go out there, right? <laughs> no, I mean, Dee buried <laughs> there. First of all, Dee Dee's buried in that cemetery. Johnny's not buried there. He's at the yeah. statue oh, man, of Johnny. I go out there. Oh, God. Which is like an icon now. It's like he's, it makes the whole place famous. Yeah, I mean, there's so many famous people buried there, like Errol Flynn and Judy Garland. But mm-hmm. they only show the the picture of uh, Johnny's statue. Next, buried next to Johnny, actually, is um, Cornell, Chris Cornell, wow. buried mm-hmm. next to Johnny. And Morrissey wants to be buried mm-hmm. next to Johnny for some strange really? reason. Really? Morrissey? There. Really? Wow. Yeah. How Johnny funny. Speedy uh, so is actually buried not far from Johnny's project? statue at, in the cemetery. Johnny's ashes are up in really? uh, this, uh, Johnny's old house up there in L.A. Oh, really? Yeah. But the statue is so famous now, it's like amazing. 
it's, but it's a great, giant, amazing cemetery. They do all sorts of special events there, and the event they have every year, which has been like ten years already, where Linda puts this event on, is yeah. terrific. They show a beautiful. They have a beautiful wall. They show a movie on, and then they people come and play music, and they get all sorts of uh, you know celebrities there. It's amazing. Oh wow! Who's playing this year? Do you know? Well, I know Jonesy, uh, Steve Jones, maybe Fred Armiston, uh, maybe Billy from uh, Billy Joe from uh, Green Day might be there, and a few other people. Right. Oh, nice. So, what is okay. the date? What is nice. the date of that? Eleventh. Uh, the eleventh. Well, okay. Good. Yeah, I got the invite from you. I have to. I'll forward that on over to you, Spence. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Howie Pyro emailed me about it, and. Um, Howie's great. He's always there. I was, well, last year I was hanging out with yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's really a trip. Great I love job. Howie. Yep. Great yeah, job DJing. Really... Yeah, yeah, he's great, man. He's really great. Great person. You know, I wanted to talk. Who I wanted to talk about was Mickey. Um, oh yeah, a Mickey bit. Lee. Right. He's very. He always is a huge supporter um, of mm-hmm. things that are going on, and of course, obviously, he is uh, one of the estate owners along with, uh, I think it's Linda, correct? Yeah, 50-50, Linda yeah. and Mickey. They're, they're 50-50. And then, and then mm-hmm. he does, uh, Holly, he does that uh, Joey Ramone uh, benefit every year, right? Yeah, I was there the last, benefit, last, right. last yeah. a couple of months ago. Uh, I was there for that. I was hosting it with him. Great. With me wow. and John Holstrom. Yeah. <laughs> Holmstrom. Yeah, John. Yeah. He's, he's all him. over the place. I love yeah, he's John. doing great I'm now. Really he's really got getting a beautiful his I've got to tell you a Holmstrom story. I really got to tell you this story. So I'm, I've, I've, okay. I've got the. He did a 45 sleeve, which you know about Monty Blitz Creek Bop. Okay, that was a cartoon photo montage that John did. It's a very rare, by the way. I, I talked to Seymour about this. He says it's a rare, it's a rare 45. You can't get. And I've just bought it, by the way, Monty. I bought it. For a lot of money, I don't want to mention it, but but I had to get the sleeve for our yeah. You were looking a, for it for a while. I mean, I don't know. Show, yeah. So I got the sleeve, but this it's a very funny story. So I go to John. I said first, I said, well, maybe John can loan me. He must have the sleeve. Are you ready for this? He never got a sample, Monty. He never got a sample. I said, John, what are you out of your mind? This thing is worth about five hundred dollars right now, at least. You know, but they he never got a sample of that sleeve. But it's a rare sleeve. But it's great. It's like uh, you know, black and white sleeve, and the artwork is fantastic. And I'm glad I got, I finally got it. Seymour couldn't believe I actually got it, Monty. But you know, it's like, uh, it's a. Well, who one. knew? You know, this stuff was gonna be so valuable. <laughs> exactly. No, it like is. Stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I mean, Joey's, um, Mickey, Mickey had Joey's passport up on auction. You know how much that went for? Uh, Joey's passport? Twenty thousand dollars. Oh wow! How much? Wow. Twenty thousand dollars for Joey's pass. Really? Oh my yeah. god! Wow. So, you know. <laughs> you know what I wanted to ask you about the song that you chose to open up with, and then the song we're closing with. The song "Touring," which we opened up with, has a very Beach Boys sound to it. We know that Beach Boys is mm-hmm. one of the bands that the Ramones liked. Um, very well influenced, and actually, Mike yeah. Love. Put out this, this mm-hmm. album recently, and he put Rockaway Beach. It was like beach songs in his album. Oh, really? He put Rockaway Beach in, and and when the, he played Long Island, he got he brought Marky up on stage. Oh, that's great! That's awesome. Wow. 
But the Beach Boys, yeah, the Ramones are heavily influenced by the Beach Boys, sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, my, I was in a yeah. group called 30 Days Out, 1971-72. It was a country rock band, and we opened up for the Beach Boys. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. All the best bass playing days, musician days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's a great and story. And then the song we're ending with, All the Way, um, Let's talk about that song. Do you know? Let's talk. Well, you, you know, know a little bit about that you know, song. Happy Joey wrote me into the song. <laughs> Yay! Mm-hmm. We love that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. My you know, driving me crazy. It's like being in the navy. Okay, it's fine as long as I'm in a Ramon song. That's right. You know, I'm actually um, on the back of a Ramon's cover that... too. You know which cover? Which oh, album cover? I'm, which I'm one? On my my picture's on the back of a Ramones album. Spencer, do you Which know one? this? No, I don't. You don't know this. Man, Adios Amigos, back cover. Oh, yeah, the Ad- Mark Kostabi in the front cover. Right, Mark Kostabi oh, in the front funny. cover. Your picture covers back, them in front right. of a firing squad, and there's a sleeping Mexican. That's me. Oh, right, that's right. I remember it now. The funny thing about it is I just put that on my Instagram like a couple of days ago, and somebody says, you couldn't get away with that picture these days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I get it. Sleeping sleeping Mexicans. (laughs) Wow. Oh, that's funny. So I know. I'm happy to be part of the Ramones legacy. Monty, that's a great cover. Marcus Stabi artwork, the dinosaur in the front. That's a great cover. I love that. Uh, (laughs) Adios Amigos. That's a weird cover, yeah. That's a weird one, right? We love Marcus Stabi, by the way. Yeah, we do. He's in Rome right now. Yep, Mm -hmm. yep. You know, what I also wanted to ask you about, Monty, was I know that you guys would go out and sit and eat a lot or whatever along the way, you know, however you did. (laughs) I know you'd eat. What kind of conversations were mainly at the table most of the time? Was it over music or was it just basically about life? Fries. I mean, we on check, then we go for dinner or something, and you know, relax. Not you know, there wasn't much conversation really. Mm-hmm. I mean, they talk about the. the you mean you, know, you guys the didn't next, throw food in list, the room? The coming up album or something, but it wasn't <laughs> wasn't uh, it was wasn't amazing table conversations there. No. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I usually find that well, when people let, let me sit say down something and about the food. eat. Let me say something about the They were foodies because whenever they went to different parts of the country, they would specifically go for, mm-hmm. like in Cincinnati, five-way chili. You ever been there, Cincinnati, any of you? No. Oh, wow. That's chili funny. And then we went to Norfolk, Virginia, with that crab cakes there. Of course, oh, of, wow. uh, um, New Orleans, so the gumbo down there. And of uh, L.A., they had a favorite Los Tacos, Tacos place. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere they went, they had their little food that they liked, you know? Oh my God! That wow. is funny. Yeah. That that. I, I I want to bring up something that we don't really talk about, but we all know if we Ramones people, um, they played really fast, Monty. Right? I mean, they were like yes. a fast playing group, and and everybody want. There's no group close to them in this fashion, right? And, and music. I, I've never. I've been with so many music famous musicians in my life or groups. I, they they played fast. And the, a lot of, a lot of, I mean, the time on the song was unreal. I mean, they could get a lot of songs in in a short amount of time, right? Yeah, they were famous for playing like thirty songs in a half an hour. 
Right, amazing, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. In fact, we got in, in early on, songs, early on when we were touring, when, when we were touring early on in the early days, we'd go into some of these clubs like in uh, Oregon, and they played a set, and the half an hour is over, and then the the, the, the owner would say, "What are you crazy? You get we want more, you know." That would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. Of course, you didn't get enough. off. They weren't playing long enough. That's right. They had to pay your set time. Yeah. That's funny. Now, where are, funny. let's talk about some of the clubs that they played in, in New York, like the CBGB dates and uh, Max Kansas City and stuff times. like that. Over 60 times. Wow. Jesus. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, Max's, CBs, were, they played. Uh, where else? In the city? I mean, you know, they did the, 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 the Walmart skating rink, they did the pier, they did uh, Palladium. They did a lot of shows all over the place in the city, you know. Mm-hmm. Where uh, were some of the their favorite places their that plaza. they like to play? They like to play anywhere. They would pay them, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. They like to play mm-hmm. They like to play all sorts of venues, you know. It doesn't make a difference. As I said, they, were, they didn't sell records, so they, their meat was touring and playing. So they played wherever they yeah. got mm-hmm. the deal, you know? I, I saw them at Irving Plaza. Uh, I think it was New Year's Eve. Yeah. It was an amazing show. It was an amazing show. The Ritz, of course, was famous. We played there many times. Yep. 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 That's incredible. That's just, you know, for people that have actually been there and seen them and actually can say, oh, I went to a Ramon show, you know, and you can really talk about it. It's something... Special. I think the energy is is really different there for that. Well, you know, um, I should bring up Polly. How they met, uh, Monty. How did they meet? How did Joey meet Johnny? And and you know, well, they they grew up in the same area in Forest Hills, around the mm-hmm. whole uh, couple of blocks, and they hung out in this one place called Thornycroft. And they went to high school together. Ah, As I said, okay. they were in that band, the Tangerine Puppets, Johnny and Tommy, in 1966, playing mm-hmm. music. So I mean, they knew each other from high school, and the uh, Forest Hills. They lived like within blocks of each other okay. in Forest Hills. That's yeah. incredible. Great story. And here, it's just like they're all, it's very iconic, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think that for anyone that really wants to read and see some amazing photos, um, it's uh, On the Roads with the Ramon bonus edition. You can get that on Amazon. And uh, it's Monty A. Melnick. And I put the link to the book in the uh, description of the show. And what I wanted to say to Monty was, is there anything else that you really want to add to the show that maybe just to get people going on this a little bit, getting, you know, if you really want to get some bonus material, get this new book. It's really awesome. Right. Is that, Monty, are you doing any yeah. book signings, by the way? Oh, no, I think Yeah, we talked yet. about that. Uh, n- nothing We're gonna, yet. He's going to do that soon. So, I mean, the book came out, so I mean, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, he should, man. I'm telling yeah. you, he should. Yeah, but, uh, you know, people enjoy it would be it. really it's cool for him. Very graphic. It's a very yep. graphic book because, as I said, most books have like some text, 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 some little pictures in the middle and text. Mine's all... Very graphically, lots of pictures, lots of posters, yeah, lots, lots of floor passes, lots of tar itineraries. And, and then the way the uh, whole thing is designed with the uh, uh, colors behind the 
pages and stuff. It's very, they did a very good job, the initial publisher on it, you know? Yeah. I'm very I, happy I with it. There's a lot of information in there. I just want to tell people that this is, I call it the, by the way, Monty, I call it the, the Ramones Bible. <laughs> that big, that's a very thorough. Oh, it book. is. I mean, Definitely. Right, Holly? It's right, mm-hmm. it's like Bless you, my son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Go with God. And, Go with God. <laughs> and for anyone that was lucky enough to go to the Ramones exhibit, um, there was a map that John Holstrom did that was really, really cool. Oh, yeah. That so was we want right, to, you know, give John a big props for that. Hey John. So hey John. we are ending. Yeah, so we're going to end our show with all the ways that I wanted I to ask know, Monty if there's no calls any... from people or nothing. <laughs> no, it's not weird. Oh, it's amazing. I can't That's believe her. it. I'm going to. I no, know. But That's you know what? Out there wants to call in. I can, I oh. can see the numbers. People are listening, and uh, there are they're quite a few people listening you know? right now. Yeah, they're talk to me out there. <laughs> They know yeah, I know. They know I wrong. know. Monty wanted at least one phone call. You know, I mean, come on, guys. Three four seven six seven seven one zero three six. He wanted to at least be able to give somebody a hard time. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're having we're we're getting it here, but we're not getting a hard time. We love Monty. We love talking to you. We do. We've had a um, lot of good. Uh, so any, I wanted to give out your website, Monty. You have a website. Facebook, Facebook, and I'm on Instagram. Monty okay. and Alec, And Monty I know, and I know you're on Instagram because I and Facebook. went ahead and posted that. And Facebook. Yes. Okay, perfect. And if you want to know anything about the actual show that's going to be happening on the 11th, you can go ahead and just put that in, put in the right. date and whatever. Or if there's a website for that, they can go to the website and check that out. Now, is that a free event? Monty? No, no, that's a that's a, that's a paid event. That, that, that uh, the uh, proceeds go to uh, Johnny's uh, one of his, uh, I think, charities. Oh wow! Oh great! Amazing. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. And again, if you want to get this book, it's on Amazon, and it's a uh, Road Ramones bonus Monty Melnick. So on the it's Road, road with the. On the Road with the Ramones bonus edition. Right. <laughs> so, it, like I had said, it, no, I'm looking at the link, and I'm, I'm seeing what the link is saying here. So, if you want to go, just go straight to Amazon and just type on On the Road with the Ramones bonus edition, because there are two editions that are, should be on there. But this bonus the old, edition, I think, edition, is the new one. All the editions on there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Monty, I just want to yeah. up... Uh, I'll be there in spirit out in L.A., okay? I'm, I All can't right, be there, but good. I'll be there in spirit, and I want you to have a good time. I'm sure you will. And I'll try. It's a big event, you know, it'll be really cool. He'll and try. I'm, You'll try. And right now, I work, I, so right now I work at the New York Hall of Science, so if anybody wants to come with the yeah, book, that's what I was gonna say. come to the New York Hall of Science, I'll sign it for them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's give that out again. So you are working um, at the New York Hall of Science. Where is that located? It's in Queens. Okay. New York. Just the okay. All right. And if you want to get it signed, just look up Monty Melnick. Monty A. Melnick. Right. And you'll find him. Usually they sign your book for you. Okay. All right. And cool. uh, yeah, I'm on well, by. I'll sign the book. Okay. With, with, with that. Yeah, very 
Very proud of you, Monty. <laughs> Thank you. Fierce. <laughs> Where's George I am like pr- George is <laughs> yeah, actually I think okay. he's out on the island now. He's he lives in uh, Germany. Yeah. Uh, he's I think he might called in. George. Yeah, he should have. Uh, yeah. He's George, out uh, sailing his boat. No excuse now. I think he's in Montauk sailing his boat or East Hampton or something. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. For vacation. <laughs> George That's helped funny. me a lot with this book, this book, by the way. He's a very good uh, – yeah, yeah. actually, you know, George and I go way back because George took like six or seven different covers for the Ramones. Uh, oh, and then after Ramones retired in 96, Marky wanted me to manage. So I managed Marky with George. Uh, we had a company called Search and Rescue, and we mm-hmm. got uh, Marky's first deal, uh, Marky Ramone and the Intru- Intruders. Right. Uh, his first album. Oh, Really? Yeah, I managed him for a couple a year or two. Yeah, I, I hired George on a couple albums that I worked on with Joan Jett and a couple of these. He's a great person, and uh, he's wonderful. He's a great photographer, person. legacy. But he's just, he goes way back in a lot of. Oh the, yeah, you know where he goes back to and, the, and then rock and roll. He's, great photographer. He's, Monty, he's the he's the ghost photographer for the B fifty twos cover. A lot of people yes, don't know yes. that. Right. That's a classic album cover, B fifty twos. Yes, absolutely. He's a great guy. He, he is, helped me a lot wonderful. with this book, by the way. He helped me get the whole uh, file yeah. together and stuff, you know. Oh, that's really nice. It's really nice. You Actually, know what I, I wanted to say was, I'm sorry, well, who was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I put a picture of him you? in the book. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. What I wanted to say to Spencer was, Spencer, did you have anything that you wanted to add? You had something that you wanted to talk about, right? Um, well, there was about, well, yeah, there's, uh, I went to, oh, God, I went to this event at City Winery last week. It's, uh, I wish you were there, Holly. Remember Lou Reed tribute event? And I got to tell you, it was like tear-jerking event. It was crazy. It was like Mm -hmm. Suzanne Vegas singing Dirty Boulevard cover of Dirty Boulevard, uh, Patti Smith, uh, Lenny Kay, um, Richard Barone. It was a whole bunch of and the drummer from Smithereens. It was an amazing event. I got to tell you, the place was packed. It was an amazing event, and uh, I went with Sylvia Reed, and it was a very moving event. Um, but it was a great show. And, and City Winery. I also want to make the announcement: City Winery is moving to another location, and in the in the interim, they'll be having events at the Cutting Room uh, in New York, and uh, until they resurrect themselves on 15th Street off the pier in New York, which will be around, I think, December or January. You know, there's no set date yet. Really? But, uh, they're moving? Yeah. yeah huh, they're moving. interesting. They're moving. Uh, but, you know, that place was something else, Holly. i got to tell you, that place. I mean, in 2010, they mm-hmm. did a show of our, Judith and I, of our album covers with the Joseph Arthur Weekend. We had our album covers there. I mean, they've been very good to us. Mm-hmm. and. uh you know, and and Holly and I, uh, people know, we bring musicians on. Holly and I bring musicians on from City Winery all the time. We love the City Winery. Good. Yeah. I was just reading an article about Lou Rita, how he was into Tai Chi, very heavily into Tai yes, Chi. Big time. Yeah, he was big time. very big time. much so towards the end yep. Yep. of his yep. time here in this place. Yeah, absolutely. That was very interesting. Do you do Tai Chi, Monty? No, I do Chi Tai. <laughs> chi Tai? You do? It's the what opposite. 
Tell me what. <laughs> Just me kidding. What I think Monty has Thai. I think he has Thai tea. Thai <laughs> tea. You know, Thai tea, right? Oh, thai you tea. have a Thai tea. Thai tea. No wonder. Okay. Oh. No. Thai tea all is right. really good, but. It is. Uh, now you got me all screwed up here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, thai anyway. tea is really amazing for the yeah. mind, body, and spirit. And I can tell you that. Do it, Holly? I've done it. Okay. Uh huh. And it's really good for relaxing the mind and the body, disciplining yourself, and uh, it's uh, something. It it talks about really becoming one with your body and your whole spirit. So, yeah, it's a very good relaxing thing. Which brings me back to your time on the road with the Ramones. Any of the guys um, into any kind of. uh, lifestyle besides uh, what we know that well, some Joey of liked to swim doing. a lot. He always wanted me oh, to book he? hotels with pools. Really? Pools. Yeah, he liked to swim before the show and get all, you know help him with his uh, singing. Wow! Really? That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh? That interesting. Huh? huh. Yeah. What about um, any kind of exercise, or did anybody do any meditation or anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just oh. asking. I know that sounds really bizarre, but, you know. Oh, you know what? Holly, i got to ask this question to Monty. Did Lou Reed have any tie with the Ramones at all? Other than the fact that he saw them early on and, and wrote, a, uh, told Danny he loved the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the famous uh, audio of him that Danny has about how he mm. thinks the Ramones are the best thing he's ever heard. And this is the first time he heard them back in the wow. 70s, you know, yep. which is great. That's wow, that's know. really yeah. great. That's interesting. Yeah. Good, good. Now, I know Now I know that um, there were quite a few bands that they uh, opened up for, and then they segued into just doing their own tours. Who were some of the other bands that you – got to open up with that um you remember and uh that was kind of like a good good experience for you guys i don't know about good experience the problem with the early on we went through lots of different (laughs) booking agencies they couldn't find a good agency we Uh finally ended up with premier talent which is a great agency but the early agencies Mm -hmm. we we went with they didn't know what the ramones i mean the ramones early on nobody knew what the ramones were you know right so they stuck Mm -hmm. us on like uh, Black Sabbath, putting up for Black Sabbath, which was <laughs> a mistake because right. they didn't want to hear them. They were throwing like stuff on stage, like ice picks and batteries, and so it was dangerous. Oh, Opening wow. for Ted Nugent in Canada, that was there's a famous picture I just put on Instagram. The Ramones are on stage, it's, it's full of like uh, sandwiches and garbage, and they're giving the bird to the audience. Oh. It's amazing, the band, you know. And right. then they once opened up for Toto. How's that for an interesting? Oh my God! The good thing about that was, by the time the band, by the time the audience woke up, the Ramones were off stage. You know. <laughs> so that was the good thing about that. <laughs> so they, That's early funny. on, they figured, you know they they couldn't the booking agencies didn't know what to do with them, so they figured they can't open up for big groups really. So they just started headlining smaller places. You know. And it was I mean, rough for some bands to open up for the Ramones, too, let me tell you. I mean, they come oh, out. Oh, no, know, they, absolutely. And, they, and they were so wild, like, I mean, really, like the Sex Pistols on stage. I mean, they were wild, right? So, 
I always think that they're going to be battles or fights or uh, fans jumping on the stage, Monty, you know, that whole thing. Well, we, early on, we we decided to uh, get good barriers and security in front. The, the Johnny oh. didn't want anybody on stage. He figured oh, the Ramones, really? this is the Ramones show. We don't want anybody on stage. This is their show, nobody else. So we always had good barriers and security in front of the stage. Oh, that's great, yeah, right. Yeah, we assume, yeah. Did they have? Did they have mosh pits at that time? With, when you yeah, mosh pits. Well, yeah, out? early on. Uh, the, in fact, a lot of the early clubs we played, the, the owners didn't know what the hell was going on. They thought it was like a riot. They said, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, we're stopping the show. I said, no, this is the kids having fun. Ha, huh, yeah. you know? They didn't know what mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And it was kind of dangerous, those mosh pits, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that. And, they, and they're, they're, you know, the club owners and the promoters are freaking out in the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's all security and stuff, and having to deal with all that. Yeah, I can imagine. And a lot England, of people, that's kind of like spitting. the norm. And in England, mm-hmm. in the early on, we mm-hmm. had a problem with spitting. That was horrible. Oh, really? Oh, no. I don't know if you know about all that. I mean, there were, that was the early punk days when the, the early punk groups would encourage that. The kids would spit on stage, you know? Oh, my God. So the wow. come on stage, all of a sudden people were spitting on them. It was like showers of spit. It was horrible. Thank God that went away, but it was oh, horrible. Oh, God. It was really bad. Wow. Really bad. That's a trip. Yeah. Just imagine. I was off stage. And I didn't have to deal with that, but <laughs> it was bad for them. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I, I don't know how it walking. happened where it was an honor to spit on a... That was a punk rock thing in the early days, you know? And they, uh-huh. You know, <laughs> an English punk rock thing, I guess, you know? Were they throwing bottles at the stage, too? No, not bottles, <laughs> just spitting. Bottles would came out if we opened up for a big group like Ted Nugent or Black Sabbath and stuff. That was dangerous. Mm-hmm. That is. Yeah, I worked... I, I worked was there, it's funny, Monty. Was I worked there in the Sire Records... I worked what? at Desire Records office one time, and John Gillespie told me, mm-hmm. you know, the art director, John Gillespie, who, you know, he said, you know, Spence, uh, Talking Heads played out in L.A., and they threw beer bottles at him. <laughs> that's that's, that's I mean. weird. Oh, that's, that's crazy. crazy. I know. It's like in the beginning, they didn't know, it's what you're saying, they didn't know the identity of the group. Talking Heads were, like, out there a little bit, you know, oh, too, yeah. in a different form, a different form. And the Ramones were out there, so they were, like, to get adjusted and get in there, I mean... I mean, they really don't hit Talking Heads till the uh, Fear of Music album that I worked on, that album cover. But that that album makes the Billboard charts. It's the first time they do But, you know, it took a while. You know, same with the Ramones. I mean, the yeah. identity thing, right? Right. I mean, yeah. you know, they worked their way up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad well, they I died think... early. It's too bad they died early and they missed so many things right well you know what's really cool spencer the sound is still going on you know yeah um, i think that there's a a lot of influence out there and you know i think that a lot of the bands have gotten a lot of influence um not a lot but very few and far and in between have gotten it you know where it's you know very similar but nothing will be the ramones well well, you know um, holly you hit on something that you're right about. I mean, the gr- the groups are are influenced by them greatly now. Mm-hmm. A lot of groups. Yeah. And that you hit on that. That's very. You're right about that. And I think I think. And the culture. Yeah. It's a whole lifestyle thing. Right. You know? Well, here's one story I tell a lot. Uh, in 1996, we're playing Lollapalooza, headlining Metallica. Mm-hmm. 
Soundgarden, Rancid, Ramones. So I put the Ramones on stage, and I'm standing there, and all of a sudden I'm looking over the side of the stage. There's Metallica, Soundgarden, Rancid. They're all on the side of the stage, like bopping along, like fans. They were fans. Yeah. And they got they became they very friendly the with the group and told them the band that they actually saw the bands uh, when they were kids, and they wow. were influenced to start their bands. Wow. Oh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. It that's is. the first hand thing that I saw there actually happen, you know? Yeah. There's a, you yes, know, you know, that's beautiful. I just want to bring up something, how that in my life, the bands that I work with, are that in the very beginning, like the Ramones or Talking Heads or even the Pretenders, you know, the, those groups or uh, beyond that, even Bon Jovi, I didn't realize they're going to be big, you know. You know, you know, Monty, you don't know at that time where they're no, going, you right? No, you're just working sudden, away, you know, in life. around, right? you know. No, yeah. yeah, you're working away, you're working, 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 and you don't realize what's going on until later on people point out things. Like now. <laughs> yeah, like now. <laughs> So that's why we have a bonus edition of On the Road with the Ramones. Go get hey. it. It's on Amazon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, with with that, we are going to end our show with All the Way. And um, I wanted to ask uh, Monte if he'd like to say anything before we end our show today. Just uh, Any of our you. listeners. Just back. Bring me back for another show again. Uh, thank you, Spencer and Holly. Of course. And all the Ramones fans out there, great. They're terrific. They're still there, uh, all ages. Uh, it goes on and on. It's kind of like the Energizer Bunny. It goes on and on and on. That's exactly right. It'll mm-hmm. keep going. And I'll we'll see some going. people out there in L.A., maybe on the 11th, and come and say hello. Yep. And, we, and I, if we you're in L.A. It, but, uh, Holly, let me bring up something, just one thing. We didn't mention that they are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And they, they, yes, they, they are. The Ramones. Mm-hmm. So that's another big thing, you know. Well, in the back of my book, I yeah. put all the awards and stuff that they got. Yep, yep. Which is how I was happy to do. Yep, yep. It's in the book. What I was going to say was if you're out in L.A. on the 11th and you happen to have a book on the road with the Ramones bonus edition or you're going to order one as soon as we hang up with this uh, interview or you've already ordered one while we're doing the interview, um, <laughs> bring the book with you and uh, Monty will be happy to sign it for you. Yeah, he loves Ramon fans, and he loves interacting with everyone. And I'm sure that you could get a few stories out of Monty that he hasn't disclosed on this show because I know we're holding back quite a few things because a lot of it is in the book that you've got to read. Right. So they're kind of like you have to be there kind of moments, and these mm-hmm. moments are relived in this book. So. Go right. check out this book. It's Monty A. Melnick, On the Road with Ramones, bonus edition on Amazon. And, again, um, it's Friday, guys. Please don't drink and drive. And uh, um, anything else I want to say Uncle before Rama. we end our show? We'll be back. Pardon me? Gaba gaba hey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We didn't say that. And with that, we we're going to play all the way. Thank you, Monty. <laughs> Pardon me. Love having you on. One of us. Gaba gaba hey. Yep. Yep. Gaba gaba hey. That's, that's in the right. back. That's in the bonus chapter there. You'll read about how that came about. Yeah, we're not going to tell that on the show. You got to get the book to find out about that. There that's you go. Right. Or, <laughs> tons of stories in the book. Go see Monty on the 11th yes. in LA. And with that, yep. here you guys go. Have a great right. weekend. Hey.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.